Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Luminaire's Quest podcast, where we talk everything Lorcana. I'm Zach. And I'm Jacob. And thanks for coming on this journey with us. Okay, so today's episode is going to be a good one. It's kind of going to be a little bit of personal reflection, a lot of like looking back on the chapter, like how do we feel about the state of the game, you know, what do we think kind of as we finish in chapter one and like move on to chapter two, like how do we feel about everything and, you know, our first experiences with TCG and how the game has been going. Just overall the trajectory of the game and yeah. where we think it's going. Yeah, and we can talk a little bit about future looking too and you know the prospects of everything, which I think you know given the stuff we've seen so far with Chapter 2 looks good. But yeah, just kind of taking a step back from the day-to-day hustle of the game and you know look at a little bit higher level on how stuff's going. Absolutely. So as always, if you, you know, want to comment or suggest anything to the podcast, you can find us on YouTube at Illumineers Quest and you can you know, leave any comment on our videos and, you know, have the comments there you can you know shoot us a note or you know tweet us on twitter for um at lorconapod you can send us an email at lorconapod at gmail.com you can also find us on spotify iheart apple podcasts and all the major podcast networks if you're interested in listening to the audio version so yeah that's that's the main stuff for this week we don't have any comments or any any questions from listeners this time there has been amazing support i think a lot of the stuff we've you know we've covered in previous episodes and so if there is you know you'd like to have a question or comment answered on an episode please let us know because um we're still growing so we don't have a ton and so there is some times like this where we don't have necessarily have one but we'd love to you know have interactions with everybody listening and so if you do have questions please shoot us a note and we'll try to get it on an episode absolutely yep all right your turn card of the week what do you what are you thinking this time i'm going with mulan Imperial Soldier. I knew this was one of your favorites when we started. So, there's a reason I chose this. And I haven't played this much. But there is a reason I chose it. It was one of your favorites when we started, I know. It was, and I'm trying to figure out how... I I know this can be meta. I know it can. Alright, give us the rundown. Okay, let me, let me find it. So I can give you the exact... All right, well, I have Details. it then. If, if you're right, Mulan it. Imperial Soldier is a five-cost inkable card, four strength, five willpower, and ruby. So a, a decent decent card there. And her ability, though, is lead by example, which says during your turn, whenever this character banishes and challenge another character in a challenge, your other characters get plus one this turn. And so a little bit of an Aladdin flair there with the adding lore to challenging um, I, I will say I have played against this a couple times and boy, did it catch me off guard because if you have three other characters on the board and they each get plus one, I mean, you're probably looking at that person questing for six or seven that turn or seven or eight even. So, and that's, that's kind of like what I'm, what I'm looking at. Maybe even the, the beast, the new beast before the new beast kind of getting that much lore in one turn. Yeah, I think if you play, like, maybe you come up with a Ruby Amber deck, like a Rockstar Stitch kind of centric, where you can throw him out and get a bunch of stuff on the board. Maybe you have a bodyguard or two on the board to protect the the little ones until you can get Mulan out, or maybe Mulan's already on the board. You shift in Sitch, you throw a couple ones or twosies out there. I don't know. Like I mean, Maximus, it, maybe it is interesting for sure. It is. I, I like. I like the card a lot. But you're right. I think it it has potential, and it's definitely underplayed as of today. So I'm I'm gonna try to work it in some some decks. I think Ruby Amber is a great start. Okay, cool. I like I like Mulan. I think that's not your 
normal cut card. So it's, it's good to get in a little bit deeper cut, a little off the beaten path than your normal meta card. So. You have to, you have to differ, diff, oh, differentiate. Not, I yep, gotcha. I yep, gotcha. I was not going to attempt that word, but. Got to, got to get a little, yeah, got to, can't stay on the same path every time. So I like that. Okay. So any other comments there from you on that one or did we cover it? I mean, I mean, I think the best thing is that you can ready it up and challenge again. So you can get plus two lore to all your characters for that turn. How do you ready it back up? With LeFou. Okay. Like, or you could... Okay, yeah, if you're doing like movie. Fan the Flames, or yeah. that would be crazy. Like a LeFou, Mulan challenge, Fan the Flames, mm-hmm. Shield of or Sword of Virtue go again, Shield of Virtue go again. That's kind of what I'm thinking for That'd the, be crazy. the possibilities That'd there. be, that, yeah, if you can figure out a way to make that work, I'd like to... I mean, Fan the Flames is one cost. Yeah. So it's possible. All right. I like that a lot. Okay. So moving on, uh, looking at like news, what's on our mind, league recap. I think I'm kind of combining all of those into one. So the way our league, our local league works is you pay to go play, but after you've had two matches that day, you get a pack for coming and playing. So it, you know, sells them a little more cards gives you the opportunity to get more cards, you know, gives them some money to keep the doors doors unlocked or the lights on and so forth, which I like. I you know, I like a little bit you get more cards, especially in today's world where it's really hard to come by cards most of the time. Um the main what's on my mind within conjunction is that is I've been or combined, I think, between like the Rainbow Deck Day we did, the other league nights we've gone to probably 20 packs maybe like somewhere in that realm probably even more than that because your brother came with us Mm -hmm. on the rainbow so maybe even like 25 to 30 packs across like all the different days i have not gotten anything worthwhile the entire time so Mm -hmm. i haven't i haven't been as much i've been i've been not able to go um but you're not like not even like some Maybe even a like a crappy legendary. I got like a Gantu? Maui. No, no legend. Not a single legendary. The person after me last week, guess what they pulled? Enchanted. An Elsa, not enchanted. Oh, oh, but I okay. would much. I don't even care if it's an enchanted Elsa. It was an Elsa that is playable that I want and slash need. You're very angry. I'm very. I'm a little salty. I'm mainly what I'm saying is that my card draw luck is subpar for sure. The opponent I had when I when we finished playing, when we finished our second game, he was like, I just want you to know that everybody that I play, they go and they pull their card and they get a legendary. Guess what? Didn't get one. The guy he played after me, that was his second match that he got to go get a card, got a legendary. That was the Elsa. Man. That luck is just mind-boggling. So I think the best card I got, and you'll appreciate this one, I got a Maui this week. Red, ruby? yeah, I got a ruby. I got a ruby rush Maui, <laughs> reckless Maui. I got, but I, I, I haven't even gotten a Cusco. Like I still need. I have two Cuscos in my deck. I need more Cuscos. Like I, there's just, there's so many like even non legendary cards that could be useful. I bought a single genie on the job, the one that is six cost, uninkable, and emerald that you play and bounces a card back to their hand. Mm-hmm. I got one of those after I bought the single, Great. and so then I had my full four play set. But it didn't matter anymore because I, yeah, so I, I'm just, I am an unlucky son of a gun 
and I want for one time to go in there and pull I don't even care if it's an enchanted I genuinely just want a legendary give me a, a semi I don't want Gantu I'm gonna say I don't want Gantu because the card overlords are hearing me say this now and they're gonna give me Gantu I don't want Gantu I don't want Taka I'm fine with the beast I'm fine with even like not this specific one I'm going for, like I would be fine with Maleficent. I'd be Ursula? fine with, I'd be fine with Ursula. I'd be fine with Mickey, Brave Little Taylor. Ideally, Rapunzel or Elsa. Just please, as we go into this next week of cards, when I get another pack, I want a legendary. If you want to bestow an enchanted on me, I'm not gonna complain. I'm I'm picking for you a bell. I'd be fine with Bell too. I don't. I don't have the same willpower to play Bell as I did when we started, but I would be okay with Bell because I still need play sets of her too. So I'm, that would be fine. I'm picking a Bell for you. Good luck. Alrighty. Um. So that's the news slash what's on our mind slash cards we got slash didn't get. Oh, I I will one quick caveat. I did get the promo Mickey Mouse Detective from coming to league. So that's a good card. That's a fun one to have. I've never gotten promos like that before in any of their like, collecting I've done. And so it's really cool to have a Mickey like that. I will probably get that graded at some point when we do like TCG return or uh, PSA return grading video. Definitely send that one off and get it graded. I got to get myself one of those. I got I to gotta go. I'll, I'll be going. Yes. For sure. um, okay. So that's news recap. What's on our minds as we move into the main topic, which is state of the game. So, you know, we've definitely come a long way. You know, as, as I think about, like, the state of the game, the understanding of the game has changed so much that I really feel like I can understand the state of the game. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm getting at to start off with here for my first point is the meta and the, the diversity that you can use to have success with. So I may have touched on this. I may have not. I know we played Snap a little bit. You played Snap way longer than I did. I got burnt out on it pretty quick because I felt like the meta was so closely defined. I know since I've played, they have they make tons of balance updates and they add new cards pretty frequently and so it changes a lot. But I still feel like from my experience talking to you and other friends that play Snap that at any given point, the meta is pretty narrow. I feel like that's the exact opposite with Lorcana, and I love it. You have Ruby Amethyst Control, you have Steel Amber Sing Song Damage deck, which is incredibly powerful. You have you know a couple aggro decks with Emerald and Amethyst. Um, Sapphire has even made its way into some aggro decks now. Um, you have other Steel decks that deal a lot of damage that can you know mid range the game. the The deck that is my favorite that I've been playing is Amber Amethyst. All I'm trying to make, the point I'm trying to say is that it's incredibly diverse and I love to know that you're not going to play the same deck every time you go against an opponent. Like you could be you could be a, a Ruby Amethyst deck, you know, the, the meta one with Elsa and Heroic Outlaw and Maleficent, you know, all that stuff. You could be playing a just as good Tamatoa item deck. We do have a guy at the league that is dead set on playing the Aerial Sapphire, like re-ready up item slash Maurice deck. And he cranked out 13 lore in one turn on it. Like, that's awesome. It is really cool to see the options that you have available. And that, and that can beat meta decks, the most meta of decks. If you, it's not the most powerful, but to your point, if you pull the cards in the right way and get rolling, it can happen. And that's what's so, that's what's so fun. Um, 
And I just think that, I mean, the, the biggest thing about it is that there's so much diversity. Yeah, I, I, I cannot stress that enough. The diversity of the game is by far my favorite piece. Mm-hmm. I mean, the characters, the, the cards, the inks, the meta, it's, it's just so fun to have such a, a diverse, I mean, for lack of a better word, gaming experience every time you play it. I mean, I, I have yet to take the same deck to League two weeks in a row. I don't, th- I don't think I've played the same deck, period, in League. A little bit of that is because I don't have the cards I want. I think if I had the cards I want, I would probably be a little bit more stagnant with what I chose because I do really enjoy the two decks I get to play on Pixelborn. But nonetheless, like that's the cool piece is that you can play around with it and try to you know cook something up and have fun with it. And I think, I think that, of course, there are those top decks that give you the best chance of winning. But there, there are other ones that are diamonds in the rough that can beat those. Yeah, and that will win you the game. And and I think it's and I think that's been shown too. Like when it's when the 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 whole thing kicked off and everything was going ready, like Ruby Amethyst was running rampant. Like mm-hmm. it was like, how do you beat this? Mm-hmm. And then since then, there's been a lot of like, okay, we have to be able to beat Ruby Amethyst. And so there's been a lot of decks pop up that can beat Ruby Amethyst. And now, like I think probably the most popular one is the aerial singing deck with steel to sing Grab Your Swords and to sing A Whole New World and to sing a couple of the Amber songs as well. But again, I think that there are ways to beat those decks. Like we've shown that people can cook some stuff up and to really get to cool decks. So yes, I love the diversity of the meta. I love the ability to go down your own route. I mean, there's an invasive like side of the meta that people are playing too that's really annoying to deal with. So yeah, the diversity is insane. I, I, I agree. I think it's incredibly fun. Yes, for sure. All right. Your state of the game. Where do you, how do you feel about everything now that we're, we're getting to the end of chapter one, going into chapter two? We've, we've had our first couple months of TCG playing experience, deck building, all of the above. How do, you, how do you feel about where the game is and did it meet your expectations and everything like that? Overall, yes, it, it did meet my expectations. It's been a super, super blast. Um, been able to you know to play with my my brother my dad you know just whenever we're a little bored we just play the game it's a good time strat deep strategy which I love um, been able to this has created opportunities for me to hang out with with you guys more and create a podcast it's been yeah. we've gotten a lot out of it um, I would say the biggest negative though about the state of the game I know where you're going that's is, why I'm laughing the cards yeah and accusation of guards and i i think i think that'll get better i think you know anything disney anything collectible like this it's going to be a madness at the beginning and, and don't get me wrong like it's really frustrating i said two seconds ago i still don't have all the cards i want to build the decks i need to take to league so i definitely feel that frustration um but it hasn't taken away my joy of it yet by any means and i i totally agree with that it's just it is taking away maybe the peak enjoyment I could have for with it. Yeah, with I, agree. Those. I agree. I mean, that's definitely the case. Um, and that's just, that's the part that's unfortunate. Um, me, I, I don't, I don't think anyone is necessarily at fault except for the scalpers that are taking all these cards away from people that want to play the game. Um, I think if there's anything that could have been done, maybe a Disney Pokemon card game should have been a little bit more higher print. 
Um, yeah, I would like to know like if they printed more than they thought they would need to begin with, or if they wanted to make it sought after to make it crazy, you know, hyped up like this, or what the case might be. But I think I th- we'll get there. I mean, Pokemon, you know, a couple years ago was insane, and you couldn't find anything anywhere, and it's all over the place now. So I, I imagine we get there, but it is frustrating for sure. And and that's really overall the only negative I have. Um, yeah. Oh, completely agree. Everything else is positive. And I'll throw a, definitely a, a, a curveball positive at you that we didn't think of in the beginning, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, is multiplayer. Multiplayer is awesome. <laughs> I think that's just, you know, as we think about, like, TCGs and the dynamics between, like, the play and the collecting and everything, like, that's just a completely new dynamic. And the dynamic that it doesn't have to be super competitive and it can be just a fun, like, relaxing hangout game that you can play together with your friends, like, it makes it... Makes it way more diverse as we were talking about with the meta it's just fun to be able to to have it another option and i'll even say this i haven't told you this but we did a three-player multiplayer with me my brother and my dad which before that we've only done the four-player and it was still just as fun um maybe a little less so because there's not a fourth person to add even more depth to the game and, and and I you know and again kind of going back to the cards unfortunately I don't have enough to like build a multiplayer mm-hmm. specific deck yet but you know there are a lot of chapter two cards that have come out that affect multiple opponents and so it's cool to see that to like get the the juices flowing for multiplayer decks again and so I just again the dynamic and the like the you know the full like organization of the game the community of the game i think it's been really strong and so i mean yeah that just enables another way to play that with the community and i and i think that is like if you're looking for a board game experience you know pop out four starter decks with your family yeah and then you can have a board game type experience yeah you know, I, I think that's a perfect like a, a perfect like stepping off point for people that you know, are new to see TCG. Yeah, if, if you know, and we definitely said this in the beginning too. If you don't want to be super hardcore, you don't you know devote as much of your brain power as I definitely devote to this game, and don't want to be like ultra competitive, then starter decks are amazing. Like mm-hmm. we still had a blast with starter decks, and especially if everyone else you're playing has starter decks, and it's an even playing field. You can trade around the decks to make it fun. To keep it fresh, so you play, you know, an emerald and a ruby one this time, and next time you play amber amethyst, and so it just it makes it fresh, and it's a really cool, easy entry point into the game. Actually, you just reminded me of something. There's other one negative I have about the state of the game. Okay, go. The voiceless aerial card. <laughs> okay, we talked about that on the worst card list. Moving on. It was in the starter deck. You made me think about it. Like, that wasn't the starter that, deck. That was okay. the one negative about the starter well, deck. Well, hey, you know what? Well, you were an an, an amber amethyst starter deck guy, so yep. I get that one, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I I think you know the the opportunities continue to grow. I mean, kind of moving on to the next the next segue here into the next topic is like new content. You know, it. We're in the you know chapter two hasn't released yet. We're wrapping up chapter one, but the the hype for new stuff has definitely started. They're releasing new cards. They've released the new look for the new um, accessories, like the mats and everything, and the deck boxes. And so it's it's cool to see what new properties they're bringing in. I think Disney is so diverse. You know, being Disney fans, the diversity of that is going to continue to bring on the content. And even if I'm not the biggest like great mouse detective fan like you are i like it but the fact that you're so hype about it makes me hype about it and so like just all that disney fandom is really cool to have involved in the new content coming out too i mean that is 
the the excitement that a simple involvement of like Basil from Great Mouse Detective can add so much hype for me personally to yeah. the game, just by or Radigan, you know, just adding those deep cut characters and involving them in in a way is is so cool. Yeah, and, and you know, and I would imagine that there are people that like I don't know Tarzan for just off the top of my head. Yeah. That I mean, Tarzan's a pretty huge one. Like Tarzan comes out, and you're a casual Disney fan. It's like, oh my gosh, I gotta get the Tarzan. I want to see the Tarzan cards. Maybe you buy a couple packs. Maybe you get a little addicted. Maybe you try to play. I think the entry level is is, is very low for that, and so I like that that possibility as well as you move forward. Mm-hmm. So that's that's cool to see too. I mean, you know, the the, the new content potential. I I don't know if it could be greater for any property. No, no. I mean, the even. Even with Pokemon, you know, when they when they release a new generation, there's a limit. You know, there's probably a hundred to hundred and fifty new Pokemon every generation. This it's limitless. It really is limitless. With starting at this point in Disney's tenure, oh yeah, it is limitless. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we talked about in like our future wishes episode, like some of the properties we want to talk through. I mean, there's there's movies that you you have probably. Or franchises, even maybe, is a better way to put it. You know, like, um, like I don't know, Pirates of the Caribbean, for instance, if they ever go into the live action side, like we talked about, where there's I don't know, fifteen, maybe twenty characters you could make a card out of from just one property, and of those properties, there's probably forty. So you're talking, I don't know, five hundred characters that you can you know, like have on the slate, and when you're making multiple cards per character. It's it's endless. Like and there's some real deep cuts that they could get into at some point. Like, did you know Little Mermaid had a sequel? There's a Little Mermaid. Two. I did actually know that because my wife's a big fan. But yeah, big sequel. Like her daughter could be in the game at some point. Like super crazy. Yeah. There, it really is endless for how deep they could go. Um, they've even they've added in John Silver from Treasure Planet as a legendary card in the first set. In the first set, which is incredible to me and really shows how deep they're going to go yeah and kind of on like a side note on this though i have watched so many disney movies since this came out like i consistently watch i don't know one a month if i'm traveling and i have you know need a movie on the plane ride or something along those lines like i'll usually it'll be something from disney plus but i've watched 20 since the the set came out and just non-stop just consuming disney content because it has so hype so it has me so hype for disney disney plus is a great pairing with arcana <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's insane for sure um and then like talking about new content like new mechanics we also touched on this and like the future wishes and stuff i like that they didn't just like blow it out with the stuff we've seen so far there's not just like 40 new mechanics that nullify all of chapter one it very much pairs well with what we've seen so far and just evolves the game versus completely revolutionizing it and yeah, like we've even seen that with the the new probably super meta beast card, Dragonfire yeah. can beat it. You know, we yeah. we have a chapter one remedy. There's still options to take care of it for sure, and you know, and everything from chapter two hasn't been released, and so I'm sure there's other things that will deal with cards that are really powerful that we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. But I just like that they've added resist. They've added a few other cool little things, um, like the the big Cinderella has a really cool like kind of you know ability about it. To, to evolve the game, but it doesn't break it. So I think, you know, if you get into the, the like, cadence of, you know, maybe three or four, maybe five chapters, maybe that's a little too long, of, like, releases, 
and then you kind of do what Pokemon does where you have like a new generation come out and like all the other stuff is now like in the archive and not part of like the league's playable. I think you have that option to like then like revolutionize it so you slowly evolve and then like kind of level set and like completely re-go. And then evolve and level set and like redo everything again. So I it just, you know, I hope that they do it that way. That would be like a future hope, I guess, that I have on like the way that they filter out the new releases. But yeah. I also think another avenue that could go to, for this that would be really cool is a just kind of maybe work it into the parks somehow. We're big parks fans, big Disney parks fans. They do sell some stuff at Disney Springs from time to time. You know, I would hope that they would do more. But yeah, if they do like. Maybe it's own store in downtown Disney. Park exclusive cards? That would be I'm, cool. I mean, maybe it's like a different kind of foil, like a firework foil that they only have at Disney parks, you know? Something cool like that. I would love some park exclusive cards. I, you know, I'm a big proponent of not doing too many exclusives because it, it just feels like a big wall in front of people that do want to have cool cards. And, you know, and obviously not everybody can afford to go to Disney to go get a new card. And I think we're probably even in that boat. But yeah. that being said, it would be fun to like just have that like tie-in, like you said, to like you know intertangle all of the different you know mediums that they have. There were there was a card game that was at Disney World. Then it was a get this a Disney free card game that they give you free cards. Um, it was at the fire station, and you had this like deck of cards, and there was like a whole scanning thing it was when was this the, it discontinued probably about three years ago i'd say i wish i remembered that but i don't um uh, i forget i forget i think it's sorcerers of the magic kingdom it was called oh uh, okay okay and every holiday they would have an exclusive card that you can go and get for that year and that specific holiday and yeah if somehow we could get to something like that would be Awesome. Yeah, maybe not playable cards, but you know, have the same style and make it part maybe, of the Lorcana genre. Maybe so that, a different art piece. Maybe. Yeah, or yeah, different like an alt art of some sort. Yeah, I mean, I, I think intertwining it like that, especially for Disney Park fans, can help grow the game. Absolutely. Which is ultimately what you know we want to happen. Which kind of segues perfectly into the next piece is like the status of the league slash the player base. Um, I feel like locally it's pretty healthy still. I know that there's a ton of you know scalping and collecting going on, but like specifically about players in the league, you know there there are definitely like peak weeks where there's a ton of players. There's definitely like you know slower weeks, but in general, like there's still a bunch of people playing every week, and so it's good to see that there's still you know this far into chapter one, there's still a lot of interest. And from what I mean. From what I've seen, they're happy about it. Like they're having a good time playing Lorcana still. It's not, it's not just pure strategy. It's a, it's a Disney. It's a fun Disney experience. And it's definitely a variety of players. So we definitely have the seasoned Magic. I know TCGs. I know how to build decks. I know how to like devise a strategy. On the other side, you have people like us who came into this because we're huge Disney fans. Love the idea of you know kind of the interaction with card games. And there's a ton of people that haven't played card games before. I would say it, it might even be fi- like close to 50-50. Like, I think everybody that I played at League last week were new to playing card games, which is fantastic. To get to, so it has the platform to build the player base. And so if you can integrate into the other Disney mediums, like even on cruises and stuff, then I think you have that option to really grow the, grow the player base and make this a really long-standing 
like you know game i i am just waiting for the big boom with all the the content creators online and I, I'm, I'm waiting for at some point for the widespread audience of Disney to get introduced to this game. I'm just waiting for it to happen. And I think it will happen. Yeah, I, I definitely, you know, on the flip side of that, you know, kind of going to that negative that we've talked about already in this episode with the, the, the scarcity of the cards. There have been people at League that I've seen either, you know, like we have local groups where we, you know, post online or do whatever. And it's like, hey, I'm getting out of this, you know. I can't find the cards I want. It's just not as fun because it's too much of a hassle to try to build the deck I want. It's not, it's definitely by no means rampant, but I think there is a barrier to entry still with the cards being really hard to find. And so once that clears up a little bit, I think that will enable a lot of those, you know, Disney first fans to just be able to walk into a store and buy a starter deck like we talked about and start playing. Where you have, like today, you have to be like us and really try. And yeah, we were those Disney first fans that like, okay, we're choosing to be all into this right off the get-go. And I, I, I don't think that's everyone. Um, no, de- everyone's definitely not like that. We're definitely on the peak Lorcana fandom. We, we <laughs> made a podcast about it, so yeah. that should tell you where we're at that on this. Tell you Before the, the game fandom. came out, we made a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we just want everyone to be as hyped and as excited and love the game as much as we do. And just like have the, like have a sustaining community that we can continue to play with. Yes. I mean, we obviously have, you know, a, a, like a group of friends that we are close with that we can play with each other. But I think the league aspect, like I've met some cool people at the league and it's cool to see, you know, that opportunity be out there. And so I don't want the leagues to die out. And so having that option, you know, or having that like on the horizon of, you know, more growth into more player bases because of the availability and because of the passion behind Disney and the characters, will be cool to see. Absolutely. All right. So, you know, I guess just the last question that I have for you on this one is, you know, the you feel like we we're in a good direction. You feel like we're we're going in the right place. Is there anything that has happened or hasn't happened that you would like to see changed or that you want to add? I mean, obviously we've talked about a bunch of stuff to add, but just in like overarching. Are, are we moving in the right direction and are we going to a long sustaining future? I think so. I think we're in the right direction. Um, overall, I think we need, like like I was saying before, I think we're headed toward that big overall boom where the, the larger Disney audience will, will will take interest in it. Christmas has to help, right? Christmas I mean, has to help. We're, we're going into Christmas. So. Uh, the Chapter 2 reprints, the Chapter 1 reprints are going to come out by that time. Uh, that's been officially said. Yep. Um, so that'll help definitely. Parents are going to see those in the popular, you know, sections right out the front. So they're going to, they're going to be there. They're going to be noticeable. Yeah. I I, I think, you know, selfishly the reprint before Christmas is going to be hard to find because it's before Christmas and I want a bunch of cards (laughs) as we all do. But unselfishly, I think them, if they can do that and get those out the weeks before Christmas, that could be huge for the community. Hopefully those starter decks are popular for kids that just want to get into a cool Disney card game. Yeah. Um, and that's simply what we want. We want everyone to be able to enjoy this as much as we do. Grow the league, grow the community, grow our community. You know, maybe one day we'll get some, get to launch some product and open some stuff early, selfishly again. But Man, that's the dream, isn't it? I think, I think that like that was our goal when we started this was like pie in the sky. You know, where do we want to take this? It's like if we can review product early, 
or reveal a card exclusively. I mean, that would be wild if we got to re- reveal a card. But yeah, just get some review stuff. We maybe... instantly try to make that card meta. <laughs> yeah, oh, we would definitely, that would be 100% our, like, it has to be in every deck we play. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I, I agree. I think in general we're in a good direction. I think the leagues and, you know, building out, you know, they were ready for all of that from the start. And so there was a, a way for people to play. I don't think it's, I think you mentioned this, like it's not overly competitive. It's not like cutthroat. Like it's a very friendly environment. You do have the competitive people, which is fine. I mean, we're definitely more on, I would say more on the competitive side, but I definitely have a ton of fun with it as well. So just think that environment and that atmosphere, which deals a lot to the Disney fans, you know, that, I mean, that's, that's definitely the way to start it. So we got off to a good start. I think, you know, again, the, the cards not being available is kind of hurt us, but we're getting into chapter two, which is giving more content, more availability, more, you know, opportunity to get cards because now you have chapter two and chapter one for the casuals. So I think in, I think in general, it's, it's, it's in a good place and we're going in the right direction. And I, you know, I'm excited to see what happens next year because I think, you know, next year, again, like we talked about on the future sets, like, do they get into Pixar? Do they not get into Pixar? Do they go into live action? Like some of those things will probably happen eventually, but it's just cool to be a part of this and see what, what they come up with as we move forward. Absolutely. It's been a great ride so far. Yeah, I, I think that kind of covers it. I mean, I know that this was, you know, more or less just kind of getting our thoughts on things, but... Before we head into the next chapter, yeah, I, the big... Yeah. I, would, I would love to get some of everybody else's ideas, too. I mean, you know, we said this at the beginning, but again, like, if you have any, you know, thoughts or, like, cool ideas that you would like to see on things going going further, like, let us know. Or if there's, like, any integrations, like, into the parks, you know, we talked about a bunch. Or if there's integrations into... Disney cruises. I don't know. You know, I mean, you know, there's so many Disney avenues that people can consume content and things that it would be really cool to see how other people, you know, interact with Disney and how they would like to have those kind of paths cross as Lorcana moves forward. Definitely. Yeah. Just let us know how, how you guys feel about it. Yeah. Let us know. And if there's any, you know, big topics that you'd like to have added to the conversation, let us know and we can definitely cover that in a future episode. So. I think that wraps it up for this one. Appreciate everyone as always. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.